Welcome everyone to Coffee in the Library with Pastor Siwale. Welcome to the show, Pastor. Thank you, Monsa. And it's good to be here. It's good to see Nathan with us. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, our backroom staff, the yes. ones who work tirelessly <laughs> to make yeah. sure we look uh, like we know what we're talking about. I'm telling you. Yeah. Telling you. In today's episode, we're looking at the uh, topic of church hurt. Mm. Uh, how does the church help people mm. who have been hurt? by the church okay yeah but let's start with some cursory definitions what what what, when you hear church hurts you know people who have been hurt by the church what what comes to mind all right i think for me it's either they are referring to members i mean individuals who help them uh, or maybe the leaders of the church so Uh, okay. I, was, I was ready to go in the direction of church members, but you, you, you bring an interesting one. Leaders who have been hurt by the church. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Yeah, so it's, uh, I think maybe here's a man who's faithfully doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah. But somehow the other church, the church is not appreciating or the church feels, no, we need to be going in this direction. And this leader feels, look, that's not what the Bible says. Yeah. We are supposed to go this way. Yeah. And so the church decides, okay, look, we, we don't want you. We will get rid of you and go this way. Mm. And therefore the man says, okay, fine. If you're going to go that direction, I don't think I'm the man for it. Uh, and then they go separate ways. Or where the, the leaders are accused of doing something. Mm. And there's no proof to that effect. But the church that said, okay, you are guilty and therefore away, away with you. Yeah. So that, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Or it could be where an individual member or individual members feel that the leaders or the elders of the church have injured us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by being malicious or saying something about us or uh, using me as an example in the pulpit. Yeah, yeah and therefore I'm hurt. So these things happen. Uh, these things are these things are more common than we would uh, yeah. than we would think. <laughs> We're still on this. <laughs> they, they do happen. Yeah. They do happen. Yeah. Okay. So, how how does one go about relating to this? You are a church member. You or you're a church leader. In fact, yeah. And you show up midweek meeting, and the people who've hurt you are in the room with you. They are singing holy, 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 mm. Lord God Almighty. Yeah, they are singing, Brother, let me be your servant. Yeah. Meanwhile, let me be as Christ to you. Yes, meanwhile, <laughs> they have uh, hurt you. Yeah. yeah, seriously. So, how All right. So how do you even make sense of such a situation? Yeah. Uh, such a person, first of all, must uh, prayerfully uh, consider the issue and then approach the issue biblically. So you approach the issue from the principle of Matthew 18, if your brother sins against you, go show them they are, they are wrong. That's Matthew 18, 15 to 18. If they, if they listen, you've won a brother, the case ends. If they don't bring in witnesses and then take it to the church, and in that sense I like to believe it's take it to the leaders of the church. Yeah, so you approach it that way. Uh, and the reason why I'm saying you approach it that way is that sometimes you find that if uh, sometimes it's that the person 
will not even be aware that they hate you with maybe their comments or what they say. And then they are living their life. Uh, and you who's received the blows, as it were, have the duty to go show them. Mm. Yeah. Because they've moved on. They've moved they've on. They've hurt you, they've yeah. moved on with life. Then on the flip side of it is when you get to the Lord Jesus Christ sermon in Matthew 5 through to chapter 7 on the Beatitudes, sermon on the mount, mm. Christ also puts a premium on each each person. He says that if you're about to give an, an offering and you discard, brother, you have an issue, mm. go sort it out yeah. before you even give an offering. So maybe if I realize that I've offended you, I must come, I must seek to, re, to be reconciled to you. Or you realize that you have an issue with me. Yeah. Yeah, you must, you must seek to come and uh, amend that. So that principle is applicable whether it's interpersonal conflict with members mm. or if you feel it's a church leader that has, that has offended you. Yeah. Yeah. You go show them they are wrong. Mm. Or what at least you deem is the wrong that has been done to you. What about if the church member says they, they know they know that they've hurt me? I I why should I be the one to approach this person? They know what they they know. Yeah, that, that's that's what makes you think they know. Mm. If you can prove that they know, mm. and all they're just being stubborn, mm. yeah, that's when now you go to you can actually now approach it by trying to find people that can sit you down and resolve that issue. Because when you say they know, and then nothing is being done. So not only are the leaders or the members living in sin, even you, mm. you know that you've been offended and it's, you are boiling within you. They know they've offended you and they're not apologizing. So both of you, none of you is doing what is right. Mm. Find a common area of meeting and deal with the issue yeah. as God would like you to deal with it. A few examples in the scriptures. Mm. I've, I've pointed to Matthew 18. When you go to the book of Acts, you know, Paul and Barnabas differed sharply mm. over Mark. Mm. Sharply, as the Bible would, would tell us, I think it's in Acts, uh, uh, it Acts 16. Paul had his own view over Mark. Mm. Barnabas has only view over Mark, so they went separate ways. Mm. Uh, we don't know, at least we don't have that record where they met and resolved that issue, but at least we can see it implied yeah. because in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Paul now is asking Luke to bring Mark mm. and he say he calls him my beloved son. Mm. Showing to us that probably they must have found a way to resolve the reconciliation happened somewhere. Somewhere. Then in Ephesians and in Philippians 4, Paul talks about two ladies that had longer heads. Mm. And he said, he's calling the church to help them mm. to resolve that issues. And he says they have been faithful servants. Yeah. So all that she's showing us that in the church of Christ, there will be conflict. Mm. But what the, the difference is, how we go about resolving. Mm. That will have to stand out in comparison to the world. The world will be like, you've hurt me, I have nothing to do with you. But the church is at top. You are still my brother. Mm. I have a duty to you. And I'll do everything within my powers to be reconciled to you. 
Okay, so we've got these two parties, offender and offended. Yes. And we've dealt with them a little bit. Yeah. Um, but how, how does the church, as a body politic, mm-hmm. how does the church mm-hmm. help those who have been hurt within the church? No. Whether they've been, yes, whether they've been hurt by, whether it's leaders being hurt by members or members being hurt by members or members being hurt by leaders. How does the church as a body politic help? Yeah. Yes. So that's what I'm the, the church is a teaching institution. So as the church teaches on forgiveness or how to live as Christians and how to live at peace with all men, uh, the church is providing an avenue where members are being taught what is required mm. of them. And as the church is teaching its members, we are hoping that by this, the, the, the Holy Spirit in us mm. will bring to light some of the issues and that each one now will take it as a personal responsibility to ensure that the barrier created is removed. Mm. Now, the church, because of its, uh, its uh, makeup, you will have mature and immature believers. Yeah. You will have new believers and old believers. Yeah. So those who are mature, as Galatians is it six one says, when a brother is caught in sin, you are mature. You are spiritual. Yeah, your spiritual must help such a brother. Yeah. So it's that is also a principle can use that is the mature believers. We are hoping that they are looking out for new converts and they are trying to find out how they are living their Christian life, how they, they are coping, whether it's with work or with school, uh, uh, marriage and things like that. And as they are doing that, providing discipleship and mentorship, some of these issues may surface. Yeah. And as they surface, as they surface rather, the mature believers are now I will direct them how to go about resolving the issue. Would you say it's the responsibility of the mature believers within the church to resolve these issues? Not really, Mm -hmm. but it's a responsibility of mature believers to help immature or new believers to know how to conduct themselves in the household of God. What's the difference? Yeah, the difference is, uh, what I'm doing is, let's say you and I have an, let's say, you, you are Nathan have an issue. Mm. And then I meet with Nathan on a weekly basis. For the record, yeah. Nathan and I do not have an issue. <laughs> I like Nathan, yeah. he's a good guy. Yeah. I don't know if Nathan likes me, yeah. but that's beside but the that's, point. Yeah. Yes. But if I meet with Nathan for discipleship and mentorship on a weekly basis, mm. my meeting with Nathan are not just about what book are you reading. Mm. It's holistic. How is your... How is your relationship with your parents? Mm. Are you having devotions? Mm. How are you coping with school? Mm. What ministries are you involved in in, in church? Mm. Is there any lady you are interested yeah. in? So as we are talking, there will also be also relationship with other members. Mm. It's a holistic approach. And so you would say, okay, look, I think once and I, I'm not sure whether once just hates me. Oh, it just has an issue with me, or others say it just hates me naturally. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll be able to say, but what have you done about it? Yeah. Have you been able to speak to Mansa about it? No. 
no he wants a stable no the point is have you been have you approached him over this because you think he hates you yeah. or he has an issue with you yeah then i'll be able to take them to matthew 18. this is what the bible says so now it's up to him to go and firmly politely and lovingly approach one so It sounds like you're saying the scriptures are our, that's our guidebook. Yes. And so in that moment when a person has been hurt by the church their response should be a biblical one. And so it is the job of those who are spiritual around them to call them to live by the standard of the scriptures. Yes. Right? So yes. yeah, um it's your grievance may, may be a serious it may be a serious one. Yes. Right. The, the the issue could be a very serious issue. Um, what we're describing here, or what you're describing, is is not a reflection on the seriousness of the issue, but it's about the response. It's how you respond to that issue. Yes. Because once the moment you begin to cut what I felt was God's God's principles of resolving conflicts. Yeah. We are not helping one another to grow. Mm. So it's very easy for me to say, okay, Nathan, you have an issue with Mwanza. I pick up a phone call, Mwanza, let's meet. Nathan, let's meet. This is what Nathan told me. So, guys, the Bible calls us to love one another and to forgive each other. Yeah. What's the issue? Bam, bam, yeah, shake hands, go. Yeah. The next, tomorrow, Nathan has an issue with someone. Yeah. Okay, Pastor, just that. No, no. We are not helping our members to grow and also to know how to resolve conflict. Yeah. The Bible gives us a, a guide. So I'm not saying to come, to, nothing must come to you uh, and just heap all kinds of verbal abuse on you. Yeah. It's to politely, lovingly and firmly show you where the issue is. Now, it, you as Mwanza, you also have a duty to your brother. Yeah. So it's not so much whether what you probably even what you are, what you told Nathan or what you are trying to address, you may be correct. Mm. But it's the fact that the manner in which you went about it has offended a brother yeah. whom Christ died for. Yeah. You have a duty to that brother. So you can have you you may apologize for the for the for the offense caused, mm. but not necessarily that the issue you're trying to deal with was wrong. So it could be maybe the words I used offended you, mm -hmm. and on that score, apologizing or seeking for forgiveness, not necessarily of the issue that you are dealing with, mm -hmm. but in the manner in which you went about to deal with the issue. So the church takes these matters seriously because unity within the church is, is, is so important. Exactly, and that's what Ephesians 4 tells us. I see. Okay, so bringing it together. Um, because we are living in a post-Genesis 3 world, um, sin exists, we hurt one another over and over again. You know, um, members are hurt by members, members are hurt by leaders, leaders are hurt by members. It's a natural course of things. Um, in in those moments, the solution 
the healing balm and all of this, the healing ointment, the anointing, all of this is the Holy Scriptures. Exactly. Yes. And so we need to call one another to live by that standard. Mm. Okay, I get the theory. Yeah. I get the theory. Mm. But this stuff is hard. <laughs> this stuff is hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's 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 real hurt. Um there is a uh, there's an example um of um a rumor started within church circles that has injured the reputation mm-hmm. of someone else. Mm-hmm. Injured irreparably. Yeah. Right? And so this, this individual is is is, is hurt. Yeah. Really affected mm-hmm. by, <laughs> by the rumor. By the rumor. And then now you're just coming like, yeah, scriptures sufficiency of scripture. Yeah, yeah. Scripture is sufficient, you know. Mm-hmm. It almost sounds like we are living in a cloud. Meanwhile, you know, this person is on earth dealing with real issues. Mm-hmm. How do we marry? Yeah. yeah. How do we marry this? Because you see, that's why I'm saying the scriptures eventually will be the standard by which we begin the healing process. So a rumor has gone round. Mm. So if that person just says, okay, look, this is a rumor, I'm hurt, I moved to another church, the rumor hasn't gone. Mm. But it will even follow you to where you're going. Mm. It probably it's already there even before you, you get there. But if you go about dealing with it, mm. and at the end of the day, everyone sees that this was a rumor and the injury, the injury caused the person is great and they begin to seek forgiveness. That's what will bring about healing. Mm. Not a change of circumstance, not a change of location, mm. not even a change of membership. It's like each time you bump, you meet, you see me in ShopRite and then everything <laughs> is brought to bear upon your mind. Mm. You remember the rumor. I see. So it's, it's, it, 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 it's like medicine in that the medicine might not feel good when you're taking it. At that it. point. Yes. yes. But what other option do you have? Right? <laughs> you know, do you want to get better? Yes. Yes. Then this is the medicine. This is the medicine. Injections. Yes. Two per day. Yes. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like the nurse. Yeah. I don't like the doctor yeah. who said I should. It feels awful. Yeah. It feels terrible. Yeah. But this is the this is the medicine. Yeah. Give me a week or two. Yeah. I'll be okay. Yeah. And I'll be thanking those nurses yeah. <laughs> for insisting that I get those injections. Yeah. It's the same with the scripture. Yeah. At that point, I'm hurt. Yeah. But what's, how do I go about dealing with it? Yeah. It's to get back to the scriptures yeah. and approach the brother. Yeah. And let the brother see it. Because again, if I don't approach a brother or a sister, as the Bible tells us, mm. that brother or sister might do the same to another person. Mm. Therefore, he may not realize that that is causing mm. is his besetting sin. Mm. So, by us helping one another, yeah. we are not only am I receiving healing, but also helping the person yeah. to realize that that's not, that's not how you live in God's kingdom. Yeah, and I, I take it that unlike, unlike actual medicine, we don't know the duration of the prescription, right? We don't know uh, that if I keep 
if I keep applying this oil uh, for six weeks, yeah. I'll be fine I'll be after fine. six yeah. weeks. But God doesn't give us those guarantees. He, right? No, he he, yeah, he doesn't say, if you keep doing this by week 10, yeah, everything. Go, yeah. It's not a syllabus. No. Yes. Yeah, he doesn't. However, mm. he shows us that when you go his route and deal with the issue the way he described, mm. once it's dealt with, it's now the responsibility of the parties involved mm. to seek reconciliation and amend the broken relationship. So the, if, if I come to an ask for forgiveness, your duty is to forgive, mm. not to question the sincerity of my forgiveness. Mm. Because the Bible says, remember, Christ says, if your brother sins against you yeah. seven times in a day, yeah. and he comes seven times without forgiveness, yeah. forgive. forgive. Yeah. Not like the disciples are like, ah, this is yeah, a it's teaching. Too much. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's just showing us uh, the, that the responsibility is on each one of us. Yeah. Someone has forgiveness, has not be like, even last time, that's what you did. I'm not forgiving you. Yeah. The moment I say that, I'm taking away the duty that the, the responsibility of God to work in an individual to help them mature and learn mm. upon myself. And therefore, I become guilty of the sin that other person committed by withholding forgiveness from that person. Yet God has forgiven us so much. Mm. When we sin against God, that's forgiveness. God offers forgiveness and then helps us by the power of the Holy Spirit and, the, and through His Word, not to go back to, to that sin. So in the Church of Christ, we must not live in this uh, illusion that there will be no conflict. Mm -hmm. We will offend one another. And sometimes very painful. Yeah. But the issue is, are we seeking to amend our relationship? Yeah. Are we doing every effort to live at peace with all men. Mm. And it is as we do that, as the Bible says, by this the world will know you are my disciples, yeah. if you have love one for another. Yeah. Uh, Unity yeah, it, is very key. It's easy to break. Yeah. It's very easy. Uh, your vision of moving to another church. Yeah. It's very easy. Yeah. But it's, it's more difficult to see it resolve issues and remain in the same church. Yeah, in, in the documentary by what standard by our friends at uh, Founders yeah. Founders uh, Ministries in the in the USA, um, there's a there's a there's a line that is I think it's at the beginning where Thomas Co says it's God it's God's world and he gets to set the rules. Yes. Yeah, exactly. it's God's world and he gets to set the rules. And we don't like that. Yeah, we don't we don't like it. Yeah. We we want we want we want a prescription. Scored uh, well, we set the rules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I've, I've, I've done this six weeks. Yeah. This thing should be over. Yeah. You know, uh, the hurt should be gone. These people should have stopped hurting me by yeah. now. And yet, God has given us a standard by which we should live in His, in his Word. Mm. And we need to keep doing that yeah. because that's how, that's how He is glorified mm. and that's how we win. Yes, we win and we maintain the unity in God's. God's God's church. Yeah. And the, la the last example Paul I would give yeah. is uh, you, I hope you will, people will be able to get the, connect, the connection. Peter denies Christ. Mm. Three times. Mm. 
Christ is risen from the dead. He tells the women, go tell my disciple Peter. Just to assure Peter that, look, I know what you did, but he is still my disciple. Mm. He comes and he tells Peter, do you love me? Mm. Feed my sheep. Mm. Feed my lamb. Mm. Feed my sheep. Mm. Christ is saying, Peter, I know what you've done. I trust you. I've forgiven you. I love you. Mm. Now, I always think of that and try to use a picture of the world. Christ is with his wounds mm-hmm. still fresh. He's now entrusting the very people he died for mm-hmm. in the hands of one who betrayed him, mm-hmm. rather who denied him. Mm-hmm. Now that's big. Yeah. The example I think of it is imagine a woman, a woman who's given birth. <laughs> doesn't want to entrust their child mm. with a maid who's irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Someone who has proven themselves yes. untrustworthy three yes. days ago. So what do they yeah. do? They would rather call their mother yeah. or grandmother from Kawamba mm-hmm. or Isoka yeah. because they trust them. Yeah. But Christ is saying, I'm reversing that. Mm. That maid who, when bathing your baby, bent the baby with hot water mm. is the one I'm now entrusting with my second child. Mm. And that's big. Yeah. Huge. That's huge. Yeah. And that's what he's saying. He's saying, I want my power in you to spread to others that the world may see this community of God's people. Yeah. That they're not burning issues. Yeah. They are resolving them. Yeah. They forgive one another. They carry each other yeah. and continue to fight the, the, the frontiers of darkness. Now, once you look at it that way, we begin to see not only the importance of unity in the local church and the importance of being biblical in going about all matters in the church. That's a powerful message. Yeah. That's a powerful message. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like the disciples, this is hard to teach. It is. It is. We need the grace of God. Yeah. It's hard to swallow. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, hopefully God can give us the grace to keep living by his rules. Amen. All right, we'll take a brief break here from one of our friends, partners, and or sponsors, and then we'll come back to our book of the week. Studies and reality have shown that two out of three young people are said to lose their way before the end of their first semester of university. They walk in naive and either leave broken by the time they graduate or are broken by their first experience of the real world. Other universities suspend reality as you study. ACU is a dose of reality preparing you for a future of dominion. Apply now for 2022. Welcome back to segment number two of Coffee in the Library with Pastor Sivale, our book of the week. Take it away, Pastor. All right. So this is uh, a book written by a Zambian, uh, uh, Oliver Kasondewoa. It's actually from the flame to the fire. It's a history of uh, uh, the Baptist Church in Zambia. Now, what is interesting is firstly, uh, the author is a medical doctor, the professor, mm. uh, but he still sees the importance of documenting the history of the Baptist Church in Zambia. Mm. And so what he does, he begins with, uh, as you can see here, 
there's poker songa here, there's Joker Polio, Josie Mfukwe and Conrad Mbeo. Now these are not the only names that are mentioned, but at least there are other names. So what he does is he begins with each person and he says with poker songa he shows the man, says say something about the man, the message, uh, uh, the mission of the of the man. Yeah, in fact, the, the, the man, man the, mission, the, the message, the ministry, the mission. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. there are those. Yeah. And, and, all, and, all, and then he goes all the way to Abraham. Yeah. And showing that what these men are doing is exactly what God had said to Abraham. The man, the message, the ministry, the mission. And, uh, and he shows the link. And all these, these individuals, what is at the center of their message, the ministry and the mission, is God's word. Mm. And it is God's word that God would use to build his church, to bring his people into, into the church, and to uh, connect uh, his people, uh, which is, and connecting them, which is by, by the word. Yes. And so, it's very interesting because he, he, this is home, Zambia. So I'm not thinking of history out there. It is a Baptist work in, in Zambia. Yeah. And then he begins generally and then narrows it now even to, 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 to the Reformed Baptist churches yeah. in, in, in Zambia. Yeah. And so if, if you want to know something about the author, it's, he's a professor, uh, Kasonde Wawa, uh, and has been a Christian for over 30 years and a member of the the, 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 Baptist, the Baptist churches and he was once a professor and also I think the founding dean of the Copperbelt uh, School of Medicine, School of Medicine. Uh, and I think he's now in, in Lusaka, should be at Levy University if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken and his, uh, his goal is not only to show academic excellence but to show the, how the Christian faith has shaped yeah. his life, his studies, his outlook to life, yeah. even in, in his medical profession. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely an exceptional man. Yeah. What's our rating? Easy to read, Ness? Nah, this is very easy to read. It's a three. It's a three. Yeah. A professor. professor. Is, uh, no, he's a professor, to, so to he communicate tries to it easily. Easily to all of us to, to appreciate it. Excellent. Very easy. You can even sit, finish it in one reading. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. I can vouch for the yeah. finish it in one reading. Yeah. yeah. It is also available in our Evergreen Christian Bookshop, so that's another reason for you to visit us here at the Water Baptist Church. Mm. Well, thank you very much for that, Pastor Sivale. It has been a good episode. I hope that everyone watching and listening got great benefit from it. You can reach us uh, through our social media platforms or comment in the description. Oh, no, you don't comment in the description. You find links in the description and you comment wherever you comment. You know what I mean? So we can hear and get some feedback from you. Um, yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.